Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu, whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Hi, I'm Kate Berlant. I'm Jacqueline Novak. And this is Poog. An ongoing conversation about wellness between two obsessive friends. Two untamable intellects. This is our hobby. This is our hell. This is our naked desire for free products. This, this is Poog. Today's topics, loosely speaking, guillotine, sadaka, the same direction. As a gag to myself, when we were planning this trip, I did look up Disney fatalities. Oh, you see? You know, they go by year and the whole thing and... And um, some of them are like, Dive joy. Disney's clearly not to blame, you know? Uh huh. Of course. Some. Like, what would you see? You see, like, like, uh, I mean, it, you, here's what it is. You believe it's gotten better. This isn't like, you know, Traction Park of the, of the 80s, you know, Action Park. Right. Traction Park, whatever. Where I used to go, had the greatest times of my absolute fucking life at Action Park. And that's water where people park. die like every day. To me, a water park is absolute. The greatest experience. The greatest human experience. No. Other than theater, of course. I've never been to a water park. No. Have you ever been on a water slide of any kind other than no. one that's small and goes into a pool? No. Are you fucking serious? So you've never soared on a mat. No. Like, here's what it is. Like you go up to the top somehow. You get up there. You no. walk, walk up a bunch of staircase. Let me take you through. Yeah, you're given a, a plastic mat. It's disgusting. It's swampy and spongy. You don't care. Okay. Because of the experience you're about to have. You land with a thing. Guy goes like, he launches and then goes like, all right, you go. You step up. 
You either ride it on your stomach or on your back on the mat. You, you get into the thing and it's a half pipe type tube swirling, swirling round and round down S's, curves. And it's like you're flying except you're safe. That does sound Okay, Because you're gliding on water. It's like a slip and slide. One of my long-term dreams, like one of my fantasies has always been creating like a 10-minute water slide like that. Have you ever done any alpine slides? Certainly not. Never been on a slide. Do you know what that even is? You're in the trees? Outdoors? No. It's this thing that they would do at uh, ski mountains. I don't like the the thing that they have, like the luxury high-rise in Dubai or whatever. And they're like, don't worry, it won't break. And it's like a glass bridge that you walk. Yeah. In order to marvel at the architect. Actually, would that be fun? What, to to walk on a glass floor? Maybe that would be fun. I mean, it'd be something. Well, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But, but let's take it back. So, Alpine. Okay. So, Alpine slides are these things that um, ski resorts, mountains, like, up in Vermont or wherever, like upstate New York or something like that. And I assume they have them on the West Coast too. A ski mountain during the summer months can't operate the ski. So they want to figure out another way to utilize, I don't know, the chairlift and and whatever. So they would lay down these tracks made of like concrete. And you'd go up and you'd get in this little thing, like a little cart. I I don't even know what to call it. Like a seat, okay? Mm Mm-hmm with a go faster and a go slower like button on it. And you just ride down this concrete track, swooping and, and swirling. It was not safe at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I once went with a group of campers on like a camping trip where there was this long like bike ride. And we stopped at this place at one of these places. And we go up and half the campers that I was with, it was like 12 people, half ended the day with like, massive, you know, skinning, you know, like a skinned knee, but it's their whole leg, (laughs) arms and forehead. (laughs) You just fly off the track and just (laughs) like, if my daughter was returned to me with that. Yeah. I guess she'd be fine. You know, you have to let them be skinned at camp or whatever a little bit. Yeah. And, and that's the whole point. The the point is, you think these things are better. Oh, it's not the 80s, whatever. And then, but with every innovation comes new danger. I mean, I was reading about, oh, whatever, you're not yet into F1. Um, but I was reading Maybe about- Maybe I'll watch tonight. Maybe okay, I'll spark a J and watch tonight. Yes. Naked in my home alone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you start, you start season one, you'll get in, you'll get hooked. It'll be, it'll be- a big thing. But I was reading about the disaster at Le Mans uh, in 1955. Wait, are you ready for this? Are you sitting down? You know about the last year of Le Mans. My father was there. <laughs> no, no. Was there. No. Was How old there. was he? Young. I mean, he was born in 42. Right. So he was like 11. So I heard about this my whole life. I heard about this my whole life that he was there. All right. Let me, let me, let me lay it for, down for the people. Or do you want to? Because he talked about it like it was a big deal. And I was just like, what the hell are you talking about? And I eventually looked it up and was like, oh, shit. I am in shock. So watching F1, digging deeper, you know, there's no race this week. So, or next week, I get whatever. There's a couple weeks off. Suddenly, suddenly, I'm going, was he there? No, okay. (laughs) No, I really think he was. Will you like text your mother now? Yeah. 
Okay, was dad at? <laughs> no, no. By the way, no, no. Because no, no. listen to me. Listen to me. I've seen a slide a of photographs he took when he was like a little boy, and there was one that was like of that day or something. Well, that's like it's, insane. What's if it that's called? Le Mans. L e and then M a n s. I don't do French. Oh, okay. I was spelling it. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. I'm texting. Need to know for poo. Oh, I had a thought about Wim Hof. I wanted to share. Oh, great. It's not much. Bring it out now. I did a cold plunge at a friend's. Oh my God. Gorgeous cold plunge. Yes. And listen to me. She told me she thinks I lasted 40 seconds my first time up to the neck. Okay. Was breathing through it. I had my hands now, and feet you, out. Was it colder than when we did cold plunge at colder. the spa? Colder. Yeah. Okay. But guess what, babe? I think we should go back. Are you ready? To the spa? Olympic. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I'm ready. Oh, well, I'll see you next week, little girl, when I pick your ass up. Funny how after I gave you the go-ahead to come by any single day, you come by once. Okay, <laughs> once in a week, though. That's not, that's, that's not, that's not. <laughs> okay, I've been the way, waiting. Well, get ready, because you're about to go to the spa. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess I have to think about it. Like, I don't know. I'm going to, maybe I'll mask in there. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But yes, I'm, I'm generally interested. You're going to do mask in the freaking steam room? Why not? I mean, yeah, that sounds bad. I, I don't know. Okay. I haven't reconciled these two. <laughs> well, here's, what, here's the thing, yet. Jacqueline. We're going to look up. We're going to go when it's the least crowded possible. Oh, but here's what I want to, yeah. Which is going to help. Here's what I wanted to tell you though, about the, the cold plunge. Yeah. So I was reading articles about it because I've started in the bath. Um, and they were saying like, that you're not supposed to acclimate. Like the second you acclimate, you're no longer getting the benefits of like whatever the, whatever chemicals well, being- Well, acclimating would take a long, you only a freak, no, They're right? like saying like, get out after like when, as soon as the shiver starts, get out, like warm up a little bit and then get back in versus like going numb to I it. I had to breathe. I was like, <sighs> I, was having, I was having to think of like deep emotional things to stay in. Well, did me. I tell you about the woman- the woman, like, I don't know. It was like a Reddit commenter. I have no clue, but it was, they were like, the way that they get through it mentally, they're like, I don't think of it as cold. I think of it as pain. Mm. And it actually is huge because if it's pain, it's not, it's not that bad for pain. That's cool. Yeah. It's like cold feels like something is that. very wrong and unsafe. Cold emotional. And I need to end it. Like yeah. this, this is going to, I'm about to die. And so it's almost like thinking of it as light pain. Like, no, I'm completely safe. But I was thinking about Wim Hof and how weird it is that, like, his name is Wim Hof, which sounds like breathing. Yeah. Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just think his, it's weird. Did he give himself that name? <laughs> I don't know. And then I was, what I his was name's thinking. name's Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> probably. What I was thinking is that it would be like if this is like the stuff that consumes me at times, like standing in a hallway. If it'd be like if the person who, if Lamaze, mm -hmm. you know, remember the Lamaze method? My if mom their last Lamaze name was in the eighties. <gasps> if someone's name was if he their name was he he ha. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was like, I gotta tell that Kate. <laughs> it's like suspicious that his name is like Wim Hof. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, they know Wim Hof is the, <laughs> the, the, the man who truly pop has popularized the cold plunge virally. Um, 
Well, I wanted to tell the listener, you know what I'm doing tonight? And I'm really excited. I'm breaking open the Lima. Or is it Lima? It's oh, <laughs> a good question. This is, oh, shit. We got to get it right. Lima pronunciation. I mean, I don't know. I'm... I'm. Wait, how to pronounce... Lima. <laughs> and are you sure that's Lima. pronouncing the, the product? No. Because that sounds like a robot. Yeah. Who's just saying... I think it's Lima. Pronounce like a name or something. Lima is a Russian term. But I don't know what this is. Um, It's Lima. Lima. Yeah. We have official confirmation. It's Lima. So Christmas came early or late, depending on Wait, how can you... can we just tell yeah. them what Le Mans is? Sorry, I'm so sorry, Jacqueline. Go. No, it's not an apology to me. I'm exhausted so strange by my because own... Le Mans, my sighing sound. Because Jacqueline... Le Mans? No, Le Mans? Jacqueline. We're going from... Le Mans to Lima. No, to Lima. Interesting. <laughs> From yeah. Le Mans to Lima. Or is it Lima? Fuck. It's Lima. Lima. Le Mans Lima. to Lima to probably, and I won't say where we're going next, but I won't lie if I tell you it has to do with lemons. Oh, shit. Lemon, lemon, lemon. Okay, so you tell you, you talk about lemons and lemon, and I'm going to go to Lima. And you're going to go to burrow.com, <laughs> scroll for shelves. By the I way, talk. Jacqueline and I went to the burrow. In house, sure did. Burrow house, and let's just say, called. I have an index bookshelf coming in the mail. A double for wide. my office. I'm so excited. I got in there and said, "Hey, um, I too am looking." You know, I, no, I got in on the email and I said, um, "You have, who have already received like, a generous." Kate was only yeah. reminded of wanting these shelves because I was discussing my gorgeous index shelves on the um, podcast, and you know. Anyway, the point is, I am overwhelmed by the options on their website. And if I'm going to beg for something, what to beg for? It's actually like, it's it's a problem. I'm struggling with it. Um, so Le Mans is <laughs> a race in 1955. The car race, I think it was like a marathon type race where they go for like 24 hours or something. And... The race was not built for the speeds of the cars that, that see, this is what exactly the thing, you know, it's, it's the innovation and then the thing doesn't catch up. So the race, the track was not designed for cars to go that speed. One guy tried to pit uh, <laughs> and he had these new brakes, which were so fast that it really surprised the person behind him. Whoa. And so they pivoted and, and hit another car. The point is a car went flying Ooh. and hurtled and cartwheeled 300 feet through a crowd, guillotining as it went. <laughs> There's no way my dad was there. I think he must have been to Le Mans in general. And the picture, I saw a photograph, so maybe we'll keep going. I don't know if, if my dad had been there to see a race car guillotine 35 people, I feel yeah. like that would have been more present in my childhood as like a story. No, well, that's what I'm wondering. And then, and then unless like you just like, your father was talking about it and you were just on the borough site, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It just didn't I know. Hit. I'm on the borough site a lot. It's fucking a serious disease of which I well, need to no, come but back. I just want to say very clear. When I go, can we just tell them about Lamont? No, I... Make no, no I, mistake. I was not saying like you are I didn't feel us. that I at am, all. I didn't feel that at all. I am reckoning with my own I'm. It's hard brain. for me to not call my mother right now. It's like, I want to know so desperately. I know, did, because she didn't... She's back. at home. I have her location. So she's at home. Red <laughs> receipts. Are, she hasn't seen the text because I have her on red, of course. You have her on that. You put her or on she that. Has, she has. <laughs> I like to know because I also sometimes get scared. There's um. I surveil her sometimes. 
I want to make sure she's home. <laughs> oh yeah. Sometimes I feel like the other the night person in my phone's like surveil you. Surveil me. I love being surveilled by loved ones, I but it's you like do. you like an audience. <laughs> I have cameras in my parents' house. And one night it was like I didn't hear from my mom or something. I knew she was going out for happy hour. I was like, hmm. When you say you have cameras in your parents' house, they know they're house, there. You installed them? Yeah, I forced yeah. Like security? Yeah. Like you like had someone install them and then you Well, it's like monitor. I yeah, but it's it's for in the house. Even in the bedroom? Yeah, even in the freaking bedroom. And the other night, you, you, it was late. It was like 2 a.m. And ew. I hadn't heard from my mom. <laughs> Only child. My brain starts to go, oh. I log in and I watch and I wait for to see the cover. I wait to see the covers rising and falling. I think it's funny. Wait. To make sure they're high. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that is fucked up. First of all, your, your belief that because you're an only child, of course... Like an only child, so I have cameras in there. <laughs> that's not inherent to only yeah, children. Course. I think that's of course. Um, you know what I'm drinking because I become an absolute addict. What element? Oh, I'm an addict too. Like three a day. That's a lot. But here's what I think. This is the big question with hydration. Isn't the You're whole sweating point, a lot though? Yeah. Isn't the whole point though that it's like the element in the proper dose with the water means it's like perfectly hydrated? Yeah. Or no? Like, can't you drink? Like, I think I've looked on the website and they're like, yes, you can drink it all day. Oh yeah, it's definitely safe to drink. I think it's safe to drink a lot of it. I'm also an addict to it. What's your favorite flavor? Mine's raspberry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I discovered a variety pack they must have sent us. Oh yeah, citrus salt. Citrus salt, habanero. Mm. Limon, habanero. Um, oh, wow. My voice, something went wrong. What do I love? Watermelon's good. I guzzle it. Do you ever have that thing where you're guzzling it and the guzzling takes over? Yeah. (laughs) When you're so thirsty, when you're thirsty and suddenly you start, you take three sips and then you realize how thirsty you are. It's like, I've had that happen where it's pouring down the sides of my face. It pours down the side of my mouth. Like, I do it during Tracy. Okay. I drink this whole thing during Tracy. And hits the floor. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's a great feeling when it's going down the sides and then the neck. It's really animal. Yeah. And then it's like, and it's like, and I'm like, I should stop. But like, I can't, it's beyond me now. (laughs) <laughs> like the thirst that takes over. Yeah. <sighs> Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to know one of my favorite sounds? Here it is. 
That's the sound I hear when I'm learning a new language with Babbel. And if you want to learn a new language this year, I guarantee it'll be one of your favorite sounds too. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. So you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Babbel is convenient. Kate and I talk about it all the time. Love the way Babbel helps you for those quick real-world interactions. Like how to order food or ask for directions. How to have a decent conversation with a merchant. And who doesn't want to go on vacation and know the language? Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash poog. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash poog. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash poog. Rules and restrictions may apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Brick and mortar remains dead. I, I, As a I took a special nail. trip to to Nordstrom um, to try on a Hoka sneaker to see if I could get more support. At the Grove? Yeah. Okay. I almost texted you and said, I'm here, but I realized, you know, you know you're not going to try to see me more than once a week. Let's oh, please. I want to go to Charlotte Tilbury with you at the Grove. And so I, I go in, you know, there's a series of the shoe and it's not even that mm-hmm. many. There's infinite colors of that shoe. Oh, John has Hoka's. They're like, they have like thick soles. Yeah. And, you know, there's four on display and I ask about one of them and no, they don't have it. They don't have it. Not in that color or style. <laughs> and they bring out some stuff and I go, well, it's great to get my size. So Damn. And, you know, home I go. I just, it's boring. No, I'm riveted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw a Westman Atelier oh, um, yeah. pop-up. That is pricey. place that used to be the Botter. There's a pop-up. We saw an Easter bunny like lurking behind the Westman Atelier. <laughs> okay, it wasn't lurking behind. He was sitting in a Easter bunny shed. But to me, he lurked because I didn't see him. And I had to be alerted, which is kind of disturbing to go, there's the Easter bunny, wait, where? And be unable to locate him when he's in view. <laughs> he's right there. And I, <laughs> I couldn't locate him. The Easter Bunny in an Easter Bunny shed. You know what you you know what you remind me? Didn't you and I was it you and I? I took Easter Bunny photos at the Grove. Was that with you? That was with you, bitch. Was that us? You've contaminated a memory, expanded the memory into something. I think it was. Was it Santa? It was Santa. No, Fuck. it was. I mean, you might have taken. I have to say the Easter someone Easter imagery and all of that. We took really spring fun. images with me. Okay, we took spring at the Grove. Really fun. Like there was a bench and then they had these things that were like you know <laughs> watering cans it was a display it was a spring display oh here it comes want kids want a high dates for the kids yeah well yeah i i've like when when like it appears like a kid has moved into the um <laughs> the courtyard i'm like it was christmas i'm like 
I guess I guess <laughs> I keep no, I keep wanting to do like Christmas miracles for the neighbors, but then I don't want to begin um a tradition you can't break away from. Just or like <laughs> I, I I don't even want the conversation after. I just want to get in and get right, because out. By the like way, Santa does, you, frankly. That's really because if let's just say you there it is. give a gift. That's why Santa does that. Oh yeah. He doesn't want to talk about he doesn't want to Thank you, Santa. He's like, doctor. I Thank know. You. Yeah, 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 I know. And by the way, you know what he's also doing? You know what get he's also in doing? And get out. I'm not doing it for that. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's Sadaka, bitch. I forget what that means again. <laughs> oh, so, oh, yeah. Sadaka is oh. like the the Jewish you know, one. The Jewish. Yeah. There's like different forms of Sadaka. Right. It's like the highest form of Sadaka is if you if you give to someone and you don't know who you're giving to and they don't know who you are. Right. And like the lowest form is like you know you fucking have your your name mounted on the on the inside of the Met, donated by the this family. You Nothing more genius, low though. class. Wait, what? Then Kirby Enthusiasm, though, the episode where Ted Danson and Larry David have both donated to this wing of whatever, and they go in and it's the party for the whole thing. They're the two donors, and and you see like this part of the wing donated by anonymous and then this part of the wing donated by Larry David oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like genius it's Ted it's Ted and they're like yeah. quietly like so funny having Ted on the show oh by the way I want to say something I had another conversation with you in my head which was I realized the other day Chris was like the food disposal because you heard me listening to the poog the food disposal thing in the shower wanting that he's like that's in Seinfeld no way and I was like oh god the, the listeners are gonna think and no. then I and then I started no. to defend myself in my head which is this isn't the first time me and Larry David have had the same idea. That's right, baby. Because you're a goddamn genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the uh, the um, fake accidental text. I also independently invented that. Wait, what's... <laughs> Wait, is that in curve? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, like... I've like, almost done that a couple times. Been yeah. like, what if I just text them? You know who I'm in love with? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oops. Oops, I didn't mean that for you. Yeah, I conceptualize. I'm Pete. I'm Pete from um, whatever my favorite thing in Mad Men. We we reference Mad Men a lot on the show. I've noticed. Okay, but anyway, Pete Do for a you know, direct advertising. I you know it was invented before oh, me, yeah. but I arrived at the at the conclusion independently. Yeah, whatever. fantastic. Which I always think should be celebrated. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was like defending myself to the poo community, going, "This isn't the first time Larry David and I had the same idea." I love it, and it's okay. <gasps> you know what? You know, okay, so so ADD whatever. <laughs> You know what my current thing is that's that's calling to me that is I am struggling with what resisting. I want to. There's a DIY that I just can't stop researching, which is what is it? Creating my own sprung dance floors. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All you need is this is for like doing the the cardio dancing sequences, whatever. Okay. Someone came up with this, you know, they're really expensive or you get pool noodles, you know, mm-hmm. the foam and you slice them into these little donuts okay. and you lay them and you glue them to plywood or subfloor. This is a new thing I've learned. And then you have a bouncy floor. Ooh. And it can be a freestanding one. Like, so people are like doing their Tracy Anderson on these platforms they've made at home Jesus that, that have bounced to it. And by the way, I signed up for the free Tracy 14-day trial. Oh, right. I forgot. I don't think it's working for me. I only did it once. And? I need you to help me. Explain. Okay, listen. I did it once. And you you said you stopped after 20 minutes, right? Yeah, I couldn't. It was half an hour, but my like haunches were like hurting. And I thought you were saying like that I was as like, a positive, like, you know, like it really got in there. No, like, like I had to stop because I was like, this isn't just like, oh, it's like, burning this is like it wasn't muscular it was it felt like it just felt 
there's a difference between burn and pain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just, I'm looking to diagnose. When you say your haunches, what do you mean? The part where your legs connect to your ass. <laughs> What's that? In the back? Yeah. You mean the part everyone's always trying to work? Damn. Through exercise? <gasps> that part hurt. <laughs> Not like muscle? Are you sure? Yeah, I think I think it hurt in like the wrong way. I mean, but what's there? Like there, there is only muscle there. I need to understand more. <laughs> I need to understand more. I have to do it again to remember. Yeah. Um. Okay, so from Le Mans, and my mom has not responded. To Lima. We have a huge announcement. The Lima has landed. Lima has gifted two of their extraordinary at-home laser devices. To us. And when I tell you, I almost, I moaned when I opened the, you know, gorgeous packaging. There's a, there's a hardbound book in there about skin. Metal card. There's a metal card, an authenticity card. I mean. (sighs) Now, why are you so sold and advanced on it? I mean, we're going to have a call with them as you, you know, we've agreed to. And medical grade, LED treatment, (laughs) and a fancy friend of mine swears by it. And that's about all I need. Yeah, yeah. It's more than the LED, though. It has the infrared. I'm not going to go down this path again. Yeah. You were bored senseless last time. <laughs> okay. But they are saying, here, here it is. Here's like photobiomodulation. I just want to know, you know, how it compares to our other infrared slash red light device. No, et of course. So with the, with the Lima, what they say is three minutes a day for three months. Every day. Yeah, I saw that. And that then, then what? Then you reduce to maintenance. And then you go, whoa, yeah. I've really got to unlock the jaw. I could hear it on on Poog. Like when I was listening back, like the tension last couple of weeks. Like I'm like, <laughs> do you, I mean, guashing the jaw? I was there gunning it. That seems really <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> it's not. You can float it in, as you'll recall. Oh right, right, float it in. You know what I mean? Just have it kiss. Yeah. Um. Just today, I went to the grocery store. Not to be confused with the market. Haven't been in a while. I've been eating out yeah. a lot. And then I thought, let's fucking cook something, yeah. you spoiled brat. And I got a sack of lemons, organic lemons, a sack of them for $3.99. Not bad at all. <laughs> when a single organic lemon is $1.29 at Erewhon. But you were the one who told me never get produce at Erewhon. It's a fucking joke. Well, I don't you know do that because it's so info. expensive. What? They're like key infographic which things you actually need organic and which you don't. The Dirty Dozen. Oh, it's called the Dirty Dozen? Yeah, of course. Well, what you absolutely have to do organic is um, our blueberries, mm-hmm. apples, strawberries. And I think, shockingly, broccoli, I think, is okay to not get organic. Onions are okay to not get organic. Mushrooms, right. weirdly, because you would think, well, it's growing in the ground. But um, I recently sent my mother an infographic on organic because my mother maddens me because she buys conventional. She buys like conventional produce. She buys like the lettuce that they like dye green. Do you mean bagged lettuce? Because I I do too. No. She buys this green giant little gem, which is like so beautiful, but it's like yeah. grown in poison, I assume. I have a question. I, I'm struggling with an avocado ripeness issue. You can buy avocado conventional. Doesn't need right, to be organic. That's the one. Yeah. I think I think I recall like Dr. Hyman saying that. Um yeah. I'm having trouble getting it at the perfect ripeness. I mean, of course. Because what I'm noticing happen is it feels soft. I open it up. The edge is green. The rest of it's yellow. Now, is that always the case? I was staring at it last night. What do you mean? Does it ever get green all the way to the center? No. 
It's always green Wait, on the outside, more yellow towards the middle. You're talking about the, the flesh middle. of the avocado. Yeah. Yeah, it's green. It gets green. So what I'm experiencing is- well, I guess the bottom's green. Almost like browning parts. There's browning. <laughs> as if it's not ripe, yet it's already turning brown. What the hell? I'm so overwhelmed <laughs> by the avocado stuff. It's I can't explain it. It's really like- Really? Is that- Yeah, I can't explain it. What? I mean, answering me? or <laughs> <laughs> No, I suddenly can't recall an avocado and it's freaking me out. Yeah, like what it- Because um, I eat an avocado essentially every day. Now, do you take a knife, slice it, you know, sternum to, to ass? Yeah. <laughs> okay, open it up, scoop out the, the, the seed. I don't scoop. No, the seed. I take a knife to it. I hack it out. The pit? You mean like you kind of stab it and pull it? Yeah. That's really interesting. Not stab. I go, caca. I like okay. slam the knife into it. And then it. it sort of flies into the sink and then you retrieve it? No, then I, with my hand, rip the pit off the knife in a focused way. Wait, so it is attached to the knife. The pit, yeah. It actually gets stabbed by the yeah. knife. Yeah. It's really interesting. Is it in your hand, in your left palm? You're holding yes. an avocado. Okay, so you hold an avocado in the left of your hand. You got a knife in your right. And I you hack. slice it, ass to sternum, right? First, you, you take a half off, right? Yes, to reveal the pit. Okay, you rest, you set that down. Mm-hmm. Imagine you set that down. You're holding the one that still has the half that still has the pit. Mm-hmm. And you go psycho <sighs> shower. Yes. Stab. No, no, not stab. Okay, you you spatula it. Horizontal, horizontal. Not psycho. Okay, here's the exact what it is, actually. Because you've used the word hack more than a few times. When you look at imagery of people hacking coconuts, you know, and they go. Oh my God. So you're doing it as though you were slicing a piece of wood. Yes. You're hacking down on it. And that's how it sort of sticks to it. So it's not the pointy. It's a risk. That's. Really interesting. And then you then you lift it up and then you, with your thumb, push it off of the knife into the sometimes garbage. Sometimes push it off and then take it off with the hand. Okay. Now what? Mm, so glad you asked. <laughs> so what I've been doing, and people aren't going to like this lately because I've been, I've been having avocado toast every morning. I squeeze the top. Right. I literally squeeze it out. Like, like it was a half a lemon. Yeah, as if it's a lemon. And I like that because it saves it saves a knife. Saves a knife. You just used a knife. I guess it doesn't really. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't save a knife. But then no, I squeeze but I, it I out. No, but I get it. But then do you scrape the edges? Yeah, still a little bit. Because when you squeeze it out, some is missed. And do you do that with a knife? Almost none. Almost none. I got to be honest. Almost none. Okay, it really gets out. Gets it out. It really gets out that way. And then lemon squeeze. Lemon squeeze. Salt and pepper. Dribble, lemon squeeze. Drizzle. Himalayan salt. Right. Pepper. And then you know what I do? Glug of olive oil. Sumac. Mm. Mm. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time, absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't want to find out how he met their mother? Then go back with the Dunphys, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And see what's up in the Kyle household, in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Okay, so I heard back. You got texted back? Yeah. Okay, so... My dad, because again, I have seen... I feel like I know where this is headed. <laughs> no, I saw a negative. I saw, I was looking through photographs that my dad had taken when he was like you know, 15 or something, 10. And I saw, I was looking at the negatives, holding them up to the light, like you see in the movies. Um, can you imagine, just hold that image for a second of a woman straining against the sunlight to look at the negatives her father took as a child. And that, you know, it's like, yeah, just take a second with that. Take more than a second. But, um, so I was looking at the negatives, you know, trying to, as we all do, trying to know our fathers, trying to see right. what, what he saw, what he sees. Yeah. And, and, and uh, trying to because, Richard Jenkins apartment in six yeah. feet under. Secret oh apartment. my Go on. God. I mean, I could just break down. I know. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So I'm straining against the sunlight. I'm looking at the negatives my father took as a child and I saw a fucking race car track. And I see seats and I go, what is this? And my dad was like, oh, 
that was at Le Mans. So my, and he was like, my father was really obsessed with race car driving. Wow. And I'm just going to also say, which was come up on the pod, how fucking ripped we are from ancestry. I don't know. We think like there's still this human fantasy about legacy. I know. This fantasy about legacy. It is fucking gone. It is wiped out. We've talked about this before. A hundred years, new people. Yes. My grandfather, that is so, my One dad's step. How much closer could that be? be? Grand. I don't know this man. I don't a know this man. Life. He, his DNA is running through me. My instincts are informed directly by his. Epigenetics. Out, let's get real. I'm living out the unlived yeah. life of, of his mother. It's like, and here I am. I don't know what this guy ate or read or was into. Like, it's absolutely devastating. And I, but then I have this kind of embarrassment. What is this? But you know, when people are like really obsessed with like, their grandparents are like ancestry. Like, like well, my great, great grandfather milled corn yeah. for the uh, Orville. Like, you know, and it's like, there's something, uh, I've been running away so often in life. We, you know, we overcorrect, right? It's like, I want to do that. So I'm going to go so far in the opposite direction that I annihilate myself. It's like, so I, and sort in of- rejection almost, of, of like- of Some like, perceived like thing we don't want to do. I can't explain it, but the point is, Anyway, my dad looking at these these negatives and I'll just say like, we can never know ourselves, but that's a different topic. Okay, listen. So I was looking at the negatives and I was like, is this a race? Car? And my dad was like, yeah, we, we, my father was obsessed with race car driving and we went to Le Mans and okay. then he said it as if I would know what that is. I'm like, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's the most famous, you know, race car disaster thing in the, no, but in the world. And he's, so he was like, I took that photo a year after the huge tragedy, which is so bizarre. I'm like, your parents took you the year after this, like beheading, like a mass beheading by a race The car. year after as in at the race, the following year. Yes. Not like yes. visiting the scene. You know what I mean? Like not on an off day. At the race, active race. Amazing. I was looking at the back of heads in this photograph. Oh, like it's a full stacked. All of those people in the photograph are people who've shown up the year after. Fascinating. You got to ask a question. Were the seats half off or double? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Was it the most popular? Yeah. The death instinct. Um, Was it the most popular year there's ever been? Well, you know, it's interesting. I noticed like there's not enough. Like I was like, oh, I want to do a deep dive on Le Mans, you know? And I go, I read one article I see it's like a Wikipedia page or something and then I see like oh YouTube video I press that and it's a guy like like there's the same photos I saw on the Wikipedia page and then audio of like the Wikipedia page you know and there's like nothing yeah and it was just like it, it starved for more details of the horror um yeah as always I mean truly like rabid for them right like when you're reading that how often do you return to 9-11 footage I feel like we've talked about this um I feel like maybe once a year I go, oh, give it to me again. And I go on the YouTube. Yeah, I think yeah. We've talked about, I, we've covered 9-11 widely on the pod. Yeah. I don't seek that out much. If it I don't comes seek, on like yeah. some kind of Sometimes documentary or something. But, but the, you know, I mean, reading about tragedy, like just sort of goofy, you know, tragedy made by like man's attempts at entertainment, right? <sighs> In like, two generations back feels sort of not guilt-free, but like, you know what I mean? Like people dying on an amusement park like a hundred years ago where there's no... Um, a single tear is falling. Do you see it? Oh, just uh, just from dryness in the air? I can't explain it. <laughs> or no. No, I think it's like... 
Lamont? <laughs> no, I think it's like, I woke up with this feeling. It's not bad, but like, I feel like intensely emotional and like, God, you know, I just, I have to say, it's like, so I want more. we have, you know, Emma yeah. sitting in as a producer, right? And when I see the empathy on her face for your emotion, okay, it's like a utter curiosity to me, okay? Yeah. And I consider myself highly empathetic. <laughs> you mean that you see the tear and you don't feel sad. And I don't feel sad. The tear, by the way, this tear that just fell wasn't sad. Like she was, locks um, in instantly. These people, like, I don't even know. I, I'm, I feel like I'm misrepresenting myself, but it's like- What's the feeling? I see this- thing on her face like oh no and I'm like I wouldn't even consider <laughs> being like oh <laughs> <laughs> like and maybe it's because I believe like okay in the presence of like emotion and this can be a problem you know I must steady the ship I must remain level-headed so the other doesn't but no, but drown. This, but that's okay. This this tear that just fell, this is this is good stuff. Well, that's, this where, is, that's where perhaps, you know, the onlooker, okay, the empathetic person is hyper-empathetic where, like, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. This is just a psychological thing. But wait, I have one more thing to yeah, say about Lamont. Please. Okay. And then we'll get, so we can go freely into the pool of your emotion. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I was trying to just say is that there's something about... Um, you know, watching like a, a World War One movie, it's like, you know, a retelling of a couple soldiers' death. There's something like safe about going with it because you know they're already like tucked away in God's hands now. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. like, yeah. and the people involved, you know, like 9-11 footage, it's like active present suffering, even though it's like 20 years ago yeah, in this totally. way. But like- No, people are still, yeah, Lamont, of course. Like anything like that. I'm just talking about when I'm reading the article and my eyes are scanning. And when I see like the word guillotine, when I see the word hurtling, when I see the word like 325 feet, yeah. it's like I'm, you know, digging through like a salad <laughs> to get to the cheese. Like, it's like dopamine <laughs> rush. I don't know what the fuck's happening. Yeah, yeah, he's like, totally. <gasps> Okay, and I'm like, yes, of course. it's like, yes. No, like, this, is, this is a fundamental psychological thing. And I don't even know that it's, I'm not even applying a judgment to it. It's just- No, you shouldn't. You know, I think it's like, surely hardwired in a sense of like It's why danger. we're obsessed with the Holocaust and like why- Some aren't like, though. And that's an issue, which right? Which is fascinating. I guess the deniers <laughs> are, you know, if anything, the most obsessed of all, but like- You know what they should do to keep people's eyes on the road? They should just have- floating billboards of Holocaust imagery yes. of the bodies piled. Well, like the most like brutal to stamp so it. that to just keep your eyes up. You need looking. to stamp it on the road itself. <laughs> yes. I think. I mean not yeah, the yeah, billboards. Yeah. No, it's like if you want people to look at something, just put the most horrific images right. of human suffering in front of them and they will not be able to look away. Yeah. Memory, if you're building a memory palace, you know, like yeah. you know, it's like idiosyncratic and you want to um, use oh. charged emotional imagery to help remember what? Another tear? <laughs> this is what I, this is something. Yes. And I think this was part, I went to a movie recently, just generally, I used to go to the movies constantly, right? Yes, you I had just, your favorite. Post-COVID, um, whatever. You had your favorite, your favorite bathroom oh stall. I forgot. I had my favorite stall at the Arclight. Yeah. God, mm. that's devastating. Just eating popcorn is so, yeah. That's so sad. It's anyway. So good. Going to the movies used to be a part of my life. And, we, and I used to seek out those experiences, right? And it's like, that is something that COVID took away, among other things. 
And the other night I was in a movie, a long movie, and it happened. Mm. And I would I would suggest the listener go back to movie theater epiphanies, some of our best work on Poog. Jacqueline changed my life in that episode with her brilliance. I think about oh it constantly. God. It's shocking. And A.O. Scott needs to Can't listen remember, to it. I remember, but I have an image in my head. What? What? What did you say? <laughs> I said A.O. Scott needs to hear oh, it. Oh, that's what I thought you said. And I was like, yeah. I just heard A.O. Scott. Tony Scott, the legendary New York Times film critic who is quitting due to the fact that the film industry has completely collapsed and there's no interesting movies left to write about, essentially. He doesn't have a job to even keep, <laughs> um, is essentially what is the truth. And streaming and everything, and we're so fucked, and it's so completely over. It is so I don't over. Know. I think it's not. I think maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Shall prevail always. Find a new way. Nothing's over. Well, I believe nothing's over. So yeah, nothing's over. And God's absolutely not finished. And so we. So I was thinking about <laughs> yeah, God is absolutely not dead. Although I think that was referencing um, that was more about like postmodernism, like a, like a central thing. Idea wise, that it all comes totally. back. I was saying, God's not finished is a Kanye okay. line. Yeah. I was just running back to God's not finished is a, is a Kanye lyric. And if you think that I'm unable to acknowledge the importance and brilliance of Kanye West, then go ahead and just turn off the pod yeah. now. <laughs> this yeah. culture is so bereft of thought. Listen, I'm insufferable today. Are you hearing me? Yeah, We're but, gonna be but shut down. everyone is loving Jew it. praises Kanye West lyric. I'm like, <laughs> absolutely. Wait, um, we have to go. I want to go back to the Holocaust imagery on the road. But wait, but, but okay, go wait. on because you had something. Oh, no, I was just like, going to say I was in a movie. Yes. I hadn't had the experience for so long of sitting in a movie mm. for hours, right? And it, I was absorbed in the film. Mm. But then at one point, it happened. I was brought into myself. I had this mm. r- reflection mm on my life. I had my, this reflection on something. <laughs> this is actually huge. Ed. Huge. So I was again, 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 I was watching a film yeah. that I was connected to deeply. Yeah. yeah. I was watching human drama play out yeah. on a screen. I was watching the face of an actor yeah. contain the human experience and express it and metabolize it and give it form. And I went, Oh my God. And had an epiphany about my own life. And I was brought and I was like, oh. I mean, I almost had to do deep breathing. I had to like calm myself yes. down. The interiority. Okay? That experience can only happen in there. And that is theater. That yes. is going, that is what, that is it. And it was like, oh my God. Right. I'm like, my mind is going like, wait, but like on my side, on like a bedroom pillow, I've brought to the couch one hand in my almond flour chips. I'm like, have I, you know, sitting in a theater. Okay. Being forced to experience your interiority while sitting up, dressed, and in public, right? I'm, yeah, I in darkness. Just weep. Yet in darkness, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's actually like so moving that people would gather and fa- and just like just to face a single direction. <laughs> okay, it's gather well, that is face it. a single direction. Okay, and put themselves before something created by another. Okay, give themselves over and say, take me away <laughs> or take me deeper, you know, whatever. Yeah. I will go. I mean, here's another thing. Common term, willing suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. I'm crying at the very idea. Take a minute of that. Will, the I'm willing crying. suspension. <laughs> the yeah. willing suspension of disbelief. Oh, God. I will willfully suspend my disbelief that that is, you know, that that is not a real woman experiencing women. I mean, like, you know, it's also moving like the people, like I think about sometimes like that actors, whatever people creating work, 
whatever, like also still are able, and of course they are, to f- like an actor still watches a movie. Yeah. E- even there, they're still willing to suspend. Anyway, but just, yeah, willing suspension, right? Going, going, yeah, let's go with it. I mean, to feel, see, here's the thing. The train coming at the audience, that classic thing, right? And like everyone like diving and ducking out of the way because they weren't used to the, <laughs> they weren't used to the medium. <laughs> okay, right? Yeah. It's like, yes, you know, like that's, but that's like almost about, that's not like to follow along and care. Are you kidding? To care? About a character like winning the thing it wants to win or something like a crowd erupting into applause because a fake character, like because it's modeled a version of humanity that's possible. Like, yes, it could go down that way. It doesn't matter that it hasn't because, you know, myth is always happening. Myth is never myth happened, is always, ha- always myth happening. Is, would you say myth is always here? Would okay, you? there's a quote. It is a myth is something that never happened, but is always happening. Oh my, there it is. Holy shit. I know. I think I've mentioned it on Poog six years ago. I've No, you haven't. I've never heard that uttered. And we can only access ourselves through others. Sorry. Wait, through others? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. I'm just going, is this Cape Relant pushing community again? Because <laughs> I was like, I was like waiting, like we can only experience yes, but, ourselves but others, through art or something. And I was like. Others meaning a myth. Others meaning right. a film. Others meaning a, a relationship. A person. A, 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 a person a in an orange a sweater wall. passing you on the street. What's their life? What does the eye contact with them mean for me and for them? You added in a for them. Sorry. <laughs> like it came to you late. It came to you late. <laughs> well, I used to feel this like, this, well, whatever. It's uh, insufferable. But like this morning, like that of the fact of living one's life and only one's life, like that you, like I thought about this last night, like, like really having the thing where you return to the characters. I'm sorry, this is like too art. We try not to talk about it on book. <laughs> but like this like fantasy of like a night when I return to my characters. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? And they tell me the story. Oh, you surrender. You let like, them I, like, talk. You go, yeah, you go over to like, you know, your novel and like the whatever being, being deeply consumed in a created world in that way. Yeah. And like, whatever. I hate this, but whatever. I, I've lost the thread, but there was a morning, there was a feeling in, in high school. And then this feeling like of me, of course, like spiritual dollar signs, always looking for a solution, always looking for like pain free. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. The answer is art. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. But also, you know, the answer is art. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. It was the answer. Like for me, it was the answer. Okay. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. That sucks. I'd be like begging to cut no, it. No, 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 <laughs> no. Love you. Love you. That was Poog. If you enjoyed Poog, please subscribe, rate, and review. If not, we will press charges. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. Hello! 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.